What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Yo, what's good? This is Manny Digital, and welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. And we got a special guest tonight. Joining us is track star, the DJ, known as Run the Truth DJ. Oh, and you also have your show on the smoking section, right? On Sirius XM? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. forty-five. And from what I've heard, all around good guy and... Uh, brand new dad as well from what i hear hold on wait yeah. before, before we before we get the clapping before we get the clapping back i just want to clap because i the clapping the audience clapped in the middle of you saying who he dj's for so can you repeat that part please i want to make sure it's crystal over here i'll let track star the dj working with run the jewels that's what you that's what you said right yes sir all right all right <laughs> <laughs> And he's so, like, I got the I got the best I got the best job in the world. <laughs> best job I could ask for. Pretty good gig, man. You yeah. mean you mean being a dad, right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's uh, that's come on, man. Why you put him on the spot? <laughs> although it's uh, although it's a tough gig right now. I mean, offline we were talking about to to track star about how this uh current lockdown is affecting Bro. his uh his, his pay scale. His livelihood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We were supposed to, uh, we were supposed to do the. I mean, we we're we we're supposed to tour with Rage Against the Machine this year, which is wow. wild in itself. Um, you know, I was I was at Rage and Wu Tang in Chicago in '98, so you know, touring with Rage is pretty 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 big for me. That's yeah, um, actually, and yeah, the first the first shows were supposed to be like two weeks ago, and yeah, we're supposed to do Coachella tonight. Um, and then yeah, we we had like 45 dates or something like that, 50 dates more to be added. And all that is uh, now postponed indefinitely, but hopefully, hopefully we'll get this thing under control and we'll still get to get to do you know most if not all those shows. Just don't know when. Are you guys doing any virtual gigs at all? Um, not that I've heard about. Um, I've been trying to get my setup together to. Uh, I've been thinking about going live. Um, you know, just just DJing, but um, I haven't heard about any any virtual plans. I mean. We're all three in different cities, so I mean, not that mm-hmm. we necessarily be getting together to do anything anyway. Um, right. but we're all three in different cities, and so it's kind of uh, tough to get on the same page um, to do something like that. But I think I definitely think it's something uh, something worth looking into, especially if this continues uh, as long as it looks like it's gonna yeah gonna be happening. Definitely. Do you, when they're when they're working on music, do you come into the studio sessions as well? Because you do a lot of the cut, you do the cuts on the records as well. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely try and pop in to as much of the studio time as I can, just, you know, just to experience it as a fan, if nothing yeah. else. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously, I like to get my input and stuff, but, um, you know, they're both they're both so damn brilliant and you know um you know i just like watching them create and watching them work together and uh yeah so for this for this album you know you guys probably saw we we recorded some of it at rick rubin's studio shang shang with so law right out in LA. yeah 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 so i definitely popped uh, popped, popped up for a couple of those sessions which was amazing i mean that's an that, amazing place that must have been and, cool yeah, I mean, and just just getting to meet Rick was incredible too. I put out a best of Rick Rubin mixtape in like 2014, I think, something like that. Um, so you know, getting to meet him, getting to meet him was extra dope. Um, and do you yeah, come... I've, got, uh, I've actually got more. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, man. I was just because uh, I'm just curious. Do you, do you come originally from kind of the mixtape the mixtape scene? Yeah, yeah, that was always my main thing. Um, I, I mean, I started on college radio. Um, that's when I started DJing. Like, I didn't start DJing until I got to college. I was just, you know, crazy fan until then, just an obsessive rap fan. Um, so I started on college radio, and then once I started getting out of the scene in St. Louis, um, you know, started doing mixtapes kind of at the same time that I started playing out and playing bars and, you know, events and stuff. And mixtapes is always what I gravitated to the most. So, yeah, I put out... I don't know, probably, I think it's been, it's been, it's been, uh, I've been putting out as many lately cause I got the radio show and then we're on the road all the time, but I mean, somewhere over 150 tapes over the years. Wow. Um, so that's always, that's a, yeah, that's always been my main, my main focus. So and you, and, and then you, you, and then you started with Mike, right. And then that morphed into run the jewels. Yeah. 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 Got so, it. um, yeah, so I, I, I mean, the the real quick version of the story, it's a pretty amazing story um, that I always end up telling in like every interview, but it's, it's so damn good. He, uh, so he became my favorite rapper when he did, I don't know how, you know, how close you guys followed the arc of his career, but, you know, obviously he dropped Monster, which went gold, and then him and Big Boy had a falling out, and then he started trying to like kind of claw his way back in the game with the uh, Pledge of Allegiance to the Grind series of mixtapes, well, albums. Yep. And um, I, I heard That's Life off Pledge One. And, you know, I was familiar with him before that, but when I heard That's Life, I was like, holy shit, how come no one told me that, you know, Killer Mike is the perfect rapper? Like, yeah, he's like everything beast, I like about rap, yeah. all in one dude, you know? Um, so I got, you know, I just became a huge fan of his. I was playing his stuff in the clubs in St. Louis. Like, I was playing him like he was, you know, ludicrous or like a top Billboard artist, but, you know, it was like right. stuff you didn't hear anywhere else. But I was playing six songs a night off, off Pledge One. Um and so he did an interview where he, at the end of the interview, he says, you know, I don't have fans, but I have supporters. They can, you know, hit me on MySpace or they can call me at whatever the number was. So me being, you know, the go-getter I am, um, I called the number. I didn't think, I, I thought it was just going to be like an answering service of some sort, you know, but I was just curious what it was. And he answered. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> you know, he just says, hello. And I go, uh, can I speak to Mike? And he says, this is Mike. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> now, yeah. What do you do yeah, then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and it was like the middle of the afternoon on like a Tuesday. I'm just stoned in my apartment, you know, like really <laughs> not expecting to talk. I wasn't expecting to talk to anybody, let alone my favorite rapper, you know. Um, so, you know, just thinking quick, you know, I mean, I just told him, you know, I'm playing your records out everywhere, you know, I'm I'm such a huge fan. And just thinking quick, I was just like, you know, 
we should do a, you know, everyone needs to know how dope you are. We should do a best of killer night mixtape and you should host it for me. And, you know, we, I, we can use that to promote, promote your shit. Mm. And, and this is the kind of guy he is, you know, and has always been, is he was just like, okay. <laughs> you know, <what> <laughs> right. I mean, you know, for one, he heard the passion and appreciated that obviously I was serious about his shit, but, um, you know, sight unseen, he didn't know who I was or anything. And he just agreed to it. And, you know, it took a little while, it took a little while to get it done, you know, rapper stuff. Yeah. But, uh, eventually, eventually we got it done. And so that's like, Oh, we dropped in like, Oh, eight, I think. Oh, eight or Oh nine. And then at a three C. Really? Oh, where is that? Yeah. yeah it's, it's called anger, anger and ambition. It's yeah, still out there. Dope, dope, dope. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy, especially back then, like you never know who's hearing, who's hearing your stuff and who's not. And, you know, it's just like the internet. You never know where the shit goes because people make copies and get, you know, links all over the place. So yeah, that's dope. That's dope. You heard it. Um, so hold so on, hold on. Real, A3C. real quick. Oh, I, just, I just, cause I, I want to take it back to yeah. when, when he actually engaged you in that conversation. Right. So a, you're not expecting to speak to him, let alone maybe even a human being. B, he picks yeah. up, he, you know, and you're kind of stuck for a second. You quick-wittedly tell him, yo, let's make a, a tape together. Did you, you said you were stoned. Did you drop the blunt and then you like, as soon as the, as soon as the conversation was over, you had to the, the house burned down? Yeah, like, like what, what, what? Man, I, you know, I, I, I wish I remembered it more vividly and I, and I, I wish to God I could find the article, the interview, because I don't even remember if it was online or in a paper magazine. Like, I don't even remember. Um, you know, it's been a long time and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm friends with Killer Mike who smoke a lot of weed. Right. So I forget a lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't really remember exactly like the moment. I just remember being just kind of like locked in, like, okay, all of a sudden this is happening. Let me, you know, try and make the most of it, try and figure out what, you know, what we're doing here. Um, is this real? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> am I really, am I really awake right now? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, we got off the phone and, you know, he gave me his manager's email or whatever, and we were just emailing back and forth and I was emailing the script and, you know, I can be very, uh, persistent you know, without, without being like pushy or whatever, you know, light persistence. I, mean, I preach yeah. that. That's what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. 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 For sure. You know, and every three weeks or so I'd send an email like, yo man, what's up? You know, are you get in the studio this week. Here's the script again. In case you lost the last email, if you get a chance, it would be dope. You know, and I, I never complained or whatever. I was just like, right. how about now? How about now? How about now? <laughs> you know? And eventually, uh, shout out to John Gotti from the smoking section, the blog. Um, he put in Not a good word mafioso. for me. <laughs> not the mafioso um <laughs> but yeah Gotti put in a good word for me um and you know i think that kind of pushed it over the edge because you know Gotti's well respected and mike respected him so uh you know that that made it happen faster and um yeah so we got to we got to put it out and um you know that was crazy and that you know it's kind of like a theme of my career but it's like that was enough that was enough for me just as a fan you know from wisconsin right <laughs> You know, I did a mixtape with Killer Mike. I'm good. My career is, right. you know, crowned. You got the stamp. Um, yeah. So uh, so then that year at A3C, he was doing a signing at Criminal Records in Atlanta. And so I went there to, uh, you know, I just wanted to meet him and like hand him a copy of the tape and get a picture, you know, and that was just going to cap off the whole experience. You know, and then, then I win, you know, <laughs> I win the rap band sweepstakes and shit. Yeah. So uh, I go, I go there. I give him the CD, take a picture. I get to speak to Killer Mike. It's cool. 
And I said, yo, I'm here all weekend. You know, if you need anything, let me know. In my mind, I'm on some intern shit, you know. You need me to, like, roll your blunt, throw your soda can away, go pick up your sandwich, you know. Just because this is Killer Mike, right? right? And he says, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, nothing. And he said, I'm opening up for Rakim. Do you want a DJ for me? Mm. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> Opportunity <laughs> knocked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's how that happened. Um, wow. Did, um, I mean, you know, just from there. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, is that is that uh, that trait that that polite persistence or the uh, I call it politely annoying. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Is, is, it, is that like something? Version <laughs> yeah, your sounds nicer. <laughs> is, <laughs> is that is that a trait that uh, that you intend to pass along to your child? Or oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I get it from my dad, one hundred percent. You know, my my dad destroys customer service people and gets what he wants. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> gently, you know, like, yeah, that works. At the end definitely of the works customer they're like, service. They're, yeah. Yeah. Like he, he's taught me that forever. You know, don't ask, don't get for one, um, you know, and, and just keep gently, gently prodding until you get what you're looking for. Um, you know, he's, and my, my dad was never rude or like, you know, over the top with it, but you know, you just, keep trying to make it happen until it, until it happens. So I definitely picked that up from him. Right. And yeah, I definitely plan on uh, letting Amina know that, uh, you know, if it's out there and you want it, you know, within, within reason. And as long as you're respectful and, and polite about it, it's, it's nothing you can't ask for, nothing you can't, can't push for and do your best to, to, to get, get what you're looking for. Yep. I think a lot of people get that twisted, that the idea that, um, you know, you have to be an asshole in order to, to like make, get your way or you know you know what i think a lot of people fall into the whole idea that fake it till you make it means that you fake it that you already made it so then you're already an asshole Ooh, right right you, right you skip you, you skip know what that immediately yeah. you're skipping mad steps yeah. i mean you should yeah, never yeah. be an asshole <laughs> but you know what i'm saying that's what i think that a lot of people understand you know the way that they perceive that and my thing is just like look man if if unless someone out like outright says no then you have every mm-hmm. right to keep pushing as long as you're polite about it yeah 100 percent. yeah you know and the whole the whole time you know i was talking to, at, at the time my fiance you know now my wife you know i told camille the whole time i'm just like if they ever say no we're not doing this mixtape i will stop bothering them right but until they say that they're getting this email every three weeks yeah absolutely <laughs> And I have, I still have them all in my Gmail, and I can go search and <laughs> find them and look at them. Like that's how I did this, you know. Yeah, that's dope, man. So a kid, a kid yeah. from a kid from the cheese state, moves around, mm-hmm. kind of gets this big break. Because, like you said before, we started recording. I mean, that's that's the traditional path of a DJ in hip hop, right? You start in Wisconsin, you get on college yeah. radio, yeah, and then naturally. boom, you become a star, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then you call your favorite rapper on a whim on a Tuesday, right. you know, <laughs> right? Um, that's, the, that's the blueprint. That's crazy. that is the blueprint. Yeah. Uh, what what is what do people in your you know hometown say? Like, do they con- like how do they look at you now after being able to kind of ascend to the levels you have? Um, I, you know, I think I think people. I mean, I'm sure it's a little confounding to them. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you know, I mean, I was I was good in school, and I was I was an athlete. I mean, I ran track. That's where track star comes from. Mm. Um, I played, I played basketball, which I was just all right at. I wasn't, I wasn't, oh, my name's not basketball star, put it like that. <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> but you know, like 
I was I was a very heavy music head, but I wasn't I wasn't like like I wasn't DJing when I was in high school. So people didn't know me for music like that, you know. Um and obviously I'm sure that, you know, since it's the age we're in, people watched me grow from, you know, on Facebook, they were able to watch certain things happen and through social media and um but yeah, I'm 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 sure if you if you went back and said who from our graduating class is gonna end up a DJ for a world famous rap group, you know, I don't know if it would have ended up being me necessarily. Um but I mean it's 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 been nothing but supportive and you know, I mean I credit to the fact that, you know, I am polite and humble in general, you know, at least I think I am. I don't really get like I don't really have like haters or, you know, people who are like, Oh, that guy shouldn't be, you know, like people seem to be happy for me at least as far as I can tell. It's hard it's hard to believe. Um, well, maybe you just don't know that they're hating, but you know, and, and, and I've had that discussion, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I understand that, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy not knowing I'm yeah, good with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. That's, that's the best. <laughs> is bliss in that department. Yeah. They wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't get my energy anyway. I've always been, been good at blocking, you know, negative interactions and diffusing little, little, little local beefs and stuff. Cause just cause it's a waste of time. You know, yeah. I was like, you know, even back when I was just coming up in the scene, if people tried to bait me into shit or talk shit. It's just like, yo, how, this, how is this going to help either of us get where we want to go or get any money? You know, like, I don't know. I'd either ignore it or just diffuse it, which is another thing that I'll definitely be passing on to Amina. You know, not a, you know, your, your energy is precious and finite, and you gotta you gotta use it in ways that that uh, help you. And it doesn't, you know, not, not, not to worry about the perception or, or, or what someone else is thinking about just, you know, what's, what's good for your life. So, yeah, so that's for sure. Why don't we take a day? Cause you just, uh, it sounded like you mentioned your daughter's name a second ago. Um, I believe she's about 19 months. Is that accurate? Yeah. 19 months and four days. So uh, good guess. So we, <laughs> we, we do our research. No, we don't. That was a good guess. <laughs> um, so how? So you, it sounds like you pull, also pulling birth certificates and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird, <laughs> creepy, soccer. Um, so you, it sounds like you've been with your lady for for quite a bit. Um, so yeah, yeah. What, what prompted you guys? Years. Wow. Okay. So yeah, quite a bit. So what prompted you guys to decide? Yeah. You know, a year and a half ago or so was the time. Well, longer than that, two years ago maybe, was the time to kind of make, make a baby happen. Um, you know, we, uh, we didn't so much decide to do it as decide to stop trying not to, um, at least at first. And, you know, there was, there's some, some trials and tribulations getting here. Um, but you know, we're, we're, uh, we're both in our, in our very late thirties. So, you know, we figured, we figured we, we should, uh, should get on that. Well, well, we got time. Um, and, you know, I mean, we've been looking forward to it forever. And I mean, you can ask my wife, I told her in like 2007 or whatever, I was like, I'm having kids with you. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I knew it was her for, I, I, I'm a math dude. I don't believe in love at first sight and shit like that. But I knew, I knew she was going to be my wife right away. And I could tell she was going to be a good mom. So, you know, I was like, I mean, I'm glad we didn't, but I was, I was, I was ready to have a baby with her long ago. Did did you um, say you were a math dude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that apply to the relationship? Just in, I kind of know what you oh, mean. I'm just saying, what, like, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just like, 
it was some shit where, you know, when I, when I met her or whatever, I'm just like, this is weird, but I'm pretty sure that I'm spending the rest of my life with you. And this is, you know, this is all I want, you know, it just which, added up. The math part of my brain is like, yeah, it like, but it doesn't add up. You know, it's not like logical. It's just like, oh, good. You've met this person once and you just got it figured out, you know, um, which seems weird. You but, traded, you traded right. feeling for logic in, in a sense, right? Well, no, logic for feeling in this case. Oh, okay, Normally, I'm okay. A logic got guy. it. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. so so whereas logically it was like, hold up, you just met her. You don't know what you're doing here. You know, calm down. I was just like, nah, I got a feeling. And I'm usually not the I got a feeling guy. I'm like, does this make sense or does this not make sense? You know, um, <laughs> generally. But, uh, you know, which which would look crazy if I was wrong, but I was right. So <laughs> not that crazy. I mean, turns out I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Shit, shit happens every day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. So, so tell us, like, what, um, what what's the experience been like? Um, you know, with with a relatively young baby, uh, I say baby. She's she's maturing every day, but like, you're you're experiencing a whole bunch of things just for her being her age, just you know, outside of mm-hmm. what we're all going through. And then you throw on top of that the whole shelter in place and all that stuff that's going down. Like, what's life like these days? Well, I mean, the cool thing, the cool thing about her being this age during this time is she doesn't know the damn difference between shelter in place and, you know, anarchy. Right. Um, you know, she's, she's got, she's got two friends. We're both here, you know, she, right. <laughs> like my, uh, you know, my sister's got a 17 year old, you know, and he's like, what do you mean? I can't see my friends. What do you mean? I can't blah, blah, blah. You know, and we got none of that. She doesn't know that, you know, she doesn't know the difference. We hang out in the house. We take walks. Same as we did six months ago, you know? Um, and you know, it's, I mean, it's honestly been cool. It's been more time, more time with her, more time to watch her grow and, and, you know, hang out with, hang out with the two of them, you know, who are my, they're my favorite people to hang out with. Um, even more than Mike and L. sorry, Mike and L. I like hanging out with you guys too, but, uh, <laughs> this is just <laughs> like, a little I think different. I understand Camille and Amina will win out every time. Um, but yeah, you know, like, uh, it's, uh, you know, we're just looking at the bright side. I like being in the house anyway. Um, you know, especially since, you know, these last eight, nine years of just being constantly on the road. When I come home, I don't want to go nowhere because I've been ripping and running, you know, while I'm out of town. So I like being home. I like my space. I like, you know, being in the studio and being, just being in the house, being in the house with Camille and Amina. So it's been really cool from my end, you know, again, outside of the massive loss of income and the, the global, uh, pandemic and death and destruction everywhere we look yeah. um but you, you know with, with it within these walls it's great yeah would you assuming things get back to normal at some point would you consider taking your daughter on tour with you or have you yeah yeah i would done I, mean, that? I would i would definitely love to we haven't yet um the timing was pretty crazy actually we got off the road so in 2018 in the spring we toured with lord um and that ended uh, in like mid-April. Like, uh, I think Camille was like two months pregnant at the time, or something like okay. that. Um, and she, and then she ended up she ended up being in the hospital on bed rest and rest starting in like June. But after the after the Lord tour, um, we were basically home. We only had a handful of shows. So it was actually amazing timing. So I was able to be there, you know, through the pregnancy and through um, through all the first months and stuff you know we 
I haven't been gone from them, you know, seven or 10 days at a time. And only a couple, a couple, only a couple of things like that since Amina got here, you know, like the six years before that were like long you know, stretches, at least half the year on the road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all yeah sorts that's of three and four and six week run. So Damn. yeah, that's going to be been amazing. And that's going to be tough when that yeah, starts back up. Oh man. I was, uh, you know, at the same time, as as incredibly as excited as I am, you know, always about touring just because it's an incredible opportunity and I love Mike and Al and I love the music and, and it's fun. And obviously this one with Rage was special, but, you know, um, no matter, you know, that nothing can replace the, you know, nothing can uh, make up for the feeling of, damn, I'm not going to see Amina for a week. I'm not going to see Camille for a week, you know, so. You know, it's it's a balance, and I just try and look on the look on the bright side either way. And and you know, thank God it's 2020. We got Skype and Zoom and FaceTime and you know a million camera photos, a phone you know iPhone photos a day. Like I don't even understand how people did this in 1994. You know. Yeah, we we're talking about that um, in another episode. About yeah. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. You know, I, mean, I can I can literally see Amina every day while I'm gone. Um. That's um, so it, that, it, 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 it is could be it, a lot rougher. It's a humongous. As a matter of fact, I think we we started the very beginning of, the, of this podcast. I think with static, we static selected. We we started a little bit talking about that because, um, because yeah, life is completely different now. And I, mm. I I'm thinking about it in this very moment. Like, I normally don't Facetime with my mother, for example, like because I see her frequently enough because we don't live too far from each other here in New York. Um, mm-hmm. but now we haven't seen each other since, you know, this lockdown started. So I take more advantage of the FaceTime now. Like when I call her, I'll call her on FaceTime and it's, it's amazing to me. Like I know it, but you feel it more. I think now how I guess it, it does satisfy that need to some degree of nothing replaces physical touch or physical interaction, but like it's a decent yeah. substitute for, for it in times like this. So it's it's really freaking amazing uh, now more than ever. Do you guys have some people that sure. you you'd rather talk on the phone versus FaceTime though? Sometimes yeah. like my default is like yeah, I just call as opposed to it's got to be FaceTime. I don't time. I, I I don't FaceTime anyone except Camila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like even even last night, well, you know, one of one of my oldest friends who you know was he had the radio show uh, before me when I started on college radio. He FaceTimed me yesterday. I just look at the phone like weird. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Call me. I don't, right. You don't need to look at each other. Yeah. This is weird. I mean, I get it. I understand that's you know how a lot of people FaceTime, and I I get the value in it. But yeah, in in my head, I'm like, yeah, we just we we could just talk. <laughs> I yeah, do. It's like when I, it's like when I call my mom. My mom lives in, out of out of the country, so generally, um, I'll FaceTime her so she can see her grandson. But then when I'm talking yep. to her, it's I'll just end up calling audio call because that's just I, I feel that for sure. I'd just rather roll that for way. Sure, I hit people. And that's true. The, you, the, I the only other Facetimes I do do is with my mom and with my with my brothers and sister to you know so they can talk to Amina. But yeah, as far as talking to me, it's not necessary. Yeah, I I kind of I'm that asshole that'll Facetime people randomly just every now and again just because I know it's annoying. For most people to you know, to want to want to pick it up, so immediately you get the decline, and I hit them up like five more times in a row, and then finally I get a pissed off person on the other end, and uh, it's kind of yeah, I, res- I respect that though. If you're doing it on purpose, I respect it. Yeah. Persistence. 
That's that's uh, unpolite persistence. That's just me being right. a fucking jackass. <laughs> FaceTime persistence, right? Yeah. So we were we were actually uh, supposed to have you on a couple days ago, and, and I'll apologize for that technical difficulty. So the um, oh, it's all good. so I have my my office I'm is generally man, I'm here. <laughs> my 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 home office is in uh, in our bedroom. And I'm generally, you know, in here and then now, you know, my wife's working from home and then my son is home from school because all the schools are closed. And then they came and kind of bum rushed my office area the other day. And so I stepped Mm -hmm. out, you know, they started doing stuff in here. So I had to make some calls. I said, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out in the living room and, and, and handle it there. And then I'm in the living room. And I'm on a call, and then all of a sudden I look at my phone, and then it says, uh, like, some weird message that I've never seen before saying, like, the internet connection is out. And I see my son walk out, and he's got this look on his face, kind of, you know, <laughs> unsure what to do. And he's like, this is what happened. <laughs> and he's, he's like, giving me the thumbs up, like, yeah, everything's okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, then, and then I see my wife walk out, and she's holding one of my computers and, like, kind of shaking it, like, you know, like, oh, no, everything's fine. And, you know, and then I see my son walk out with a big tea mug that's empty. Oh. And I'm like, oh, oh come on. <laughs> so I come I come back into the room and then, uh, you know, there's there's uh, rags everywhere. So I guess, you know, my my wife had started a project where she was going to do, you know, redo her closet. My son. uh she wanted him to change his shirt and he knocks over this, uh, this full cup of hot tea that was on my desk. That my wife had put on the desk. And so that goes everywhere. But the, the big kicker is the reason that, that we had to postpone was that our modem and router are on the floor. And so the tea oh. went from the top of the desk, Right onto the modem and short circuited the whole internet connection from oh, the house. Man. Killed killed yeah, the whole thing. Rough. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's, that's funny. That's home uh, home lockdown. So you problems. Sa- you were saving that story for the for the podcast. Yeah, he didn't tell us that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. He said technical difficulties. I'll take my modem and yeah, he was, <laughs> he was shit out. He was mad vanilla about it. No, my yeah. internet went yeah. down. Yeah. Luckily, they Something had opened. Happened. Luckily, they had opened up a. Uh, we use Spectrum for cable out here, and they opened up a, a a store not too far from here. And then, you know, I had planned on not going out at all week because they're saying this week is like the deadliest week to go out to do anything. You know, stay home if you can. Right. I guess to try to flatten the curve. And so I went running out to uh, get a new modem. So yeah, that's my that's my how lockdown how, story. How old is How old is your son? He's uh, seven, about about to be eight in August. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got a one I got a seven year old one one child. Manny's got three, and EFN's got uh, one and a half. You've got he's working oh. on the second. Okay, yo, yeah. and I and I need some consoling really quick. Yo, yeah, we need it. We need to do the the uh, baby baby update. Baby update. No, no. Well, the pregnancy's all right for now. Okay, and I got one on the way, by the way. So due in June. So it's definitely gonna be a COVID baby. The COVID baby, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, but my toddler was about to be two in May. She's definitely going in. She's in the terrible twos. Full throttle. And, 
Yo, and she's wildin'. And I'm assuming that it doesn't help that we're in quarantine status. And and I know that we talk about it, but I still, I, I, I really need you guys to really hone in and help me out here, bro. <laughs> Dig deep. <laughs> Dig deep for some answers, because Kether, like, KGB, he just comes with, like, the... Just uh, think of peace, <laughs> and Buddha shall help you. That doesn't help me, man. My daughter, for the past couple of days, we're feeding. Like, her, first of all, she's a she snacks like it's crack. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I need it. I need. I need food. I need snacks. Like, she needs to eat. That's the only thing that makes her happy is is snacking and YouTube, which is my fault because I told you guys in the past that I put her onto YouTube by. Thinking that I was showing her Santa Claus videos to just let her know who Santa Claus. I don't know. I thought it was cute Christmas Santa Claus. Look at Santa Claus on YouTube. And then now every morning, ho, 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 ho. And ho, ho, ho just means YouTube. It's not about Santa Claus anymore. It's just YouTube. Oh, damn. So now she just goes, she fucking gets irate if she doesn't get ho, ho, ho or snacks. And Lately, when we've been feeding, like giving her dinner, she'll, when she's done or not even done with her plate of food, she's on the high chair. She just fucking throws that shit whew, with food and all. Oh, yeah. Bomb. I mean, I mean, it's been throwing everything uh, all over. The, and I'm just like, so then the other day, my, my girl calls me and she's like, Your daughter's wilding now. She just threw all the food on the floor again. You need to come over here and, and help. So I go over there. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this whole timeout bullshit. So I take her in the high chair and I throw her up against the corner of the wall. And I'm like, that's where you're going to be right now. <laughs> Until we clean this up, you don't throw this shit anymore. <laughs> and then she just like sits there and she's like, whatever. Pretend, pretend crying. She goes, wah, wah. but you could tell she's not really crying. And then we put a timer on in the whole nine like a two-minute timer, and then we it's done. And then she's like, normal. And then she does it again the next day. So, yeah, guys, tell me what the fuck y'all did. I'm, I'm going to throw right. it to Trackstar. Trackstar, you yeah. to, you, you're on a hot seat, Cause you, man. Because you might be in the midst of it, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, is, I mean, is, uh, I mean she definitely throws the food and throws, throws the plate, you know. She'll, she'll, she'll be eating bites or whatever it is until the, the very bite where she decides she's had enough, then just every bite goes flying. And if yep. she can, you know, we got one of the little suction, little suction cup plates, but she's, she can she figure out how to pull it off of there. Um, but you know, she, she's also in a big, big hitting phase, big, like slapping. Oh yeah. She's, she's slapping the shit out of both of us all the time. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I, I don't really have a, I don't really have a strategy, you know, <laughs> we're, we're working on and trying to figure it out. Um, you know, and she's like, she, and she'll go back and forth. It'll literally be like, She'll give you a kiss and then just slap you right. Yeah, yo, it's right bipolar status. <laughs> I got a bipolar. Um, and I, I know, bipolar. I know Camille talked to someone who said like that's just you know a phase and you know not to really trip off it too too much. So I think, you know, I think we're trying to be pretty laid back with it, uh, you know, for now. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting time for sure. But but Kay, didn't you say that you did pray to Buddha and Buddha came down himself? <laughs> Everything stopped. It was Buddha and Jesus. Oh, and Jesus. <laughs> they both came together. Muhammad never came. That's fucked up. Uh, he came. He came after the first two didn't work. So. <laughs> I think, yo, honestly, I think, the, I think uh, the Calvary. I, yeah. I, I think this is a female thing, because 
I don't hear this from people that have boys. No, I, the boys are terrible too till they're seven and eight years old. But well, so I think it, it flips. I think the the bipolar specifically this bipolar shit that you guys are talking about. Yeah, I've only seen it with the girls that I have. I have two girls, um, track star. One is four, the other one's okay. thirteen, and then I have a, a almost seven year old son. So I came into the thirteen year old's life. She was three already. She was a little past like the stage of terrible twos, but I saw the tail end mm-hmm. of her bipolarness, right? So I could uh, really mm-hmm. quickly remember all that shit. And then my four year old, she does exactly what you guys, well, what you were just saying, tracks are like she'll, she'll just be like one minute laughing, the next second fucking a tirade. Yeah, it's the and, same thing I'm going through. But like the throwing and the hitting shit. So the way we've approached it is and we too believe it's a phase i mean we've we've experienced it with the older ones so we know from our within our dynamic it has been a phase um we do the timeout thing but we take a little step further so we'll take her to the next room have her face the wall and leave her there for double the time so usually it's like a minute per Yo, age can i stop you for one second Go though real quick okay so so i so I'm here thinking, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use these tactics, right? And I did I did it twice already, the against the wall or the timeout shit. So I tell my mom this morning, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my daughter, she's been bad, and I had to do this. And then my mom is like, what? Because, you know, so I'm Cuban, just so everybody understands, and my mom comes from communist Cuba, and my mom is like, that's what the communists do. <laughs> the communists, they isolate you. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I saw. Oh, no, a, don't do that to my to my granddaughter. I saw a headline scrolling through the news I'm today. Not, I'm not waterboarding her, bro. <laughs> there was a headline in the news on some news articles today. It said, "Why timeouts are a waste of time for everyone." <laughs> so I didn't read it. But. No, my daughter's hardcore, bro. The timeout shit don't mean nothing. Yeah. She just she she's just like she just keeps looking back and she's like, "Hey, mommy, daddy, blah blah." Whatever she pretends to cry, all that bullshit. We put her down, and it's like, whatever. And then she does it all over again. So you just got to give wait. And now, when you when you say timeout, you got her in the high chair or something, or well, right now, yeah. The the two you... times that I've done it has been in the high chair. I don't. I can't imagine leaving her on her two feet because she just run away yeah, from yeah. wherever the fuck we're putting yeah, that's her. What <laughs> that's what I was trying to picture. Yeah. I was like, how is this working? Not, no, it's mind. in the it's in the in the chair. But the one time I put her in a corner, and the other time I put her in like in a hallway. So I'm imagining maybe I need to be consistent. Just handcuff her, her in a corner. Handcuff her to a radiator or some shit. Be- <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yo, your girl's going to kill me when she hears yeah. this shit. No, my girl was like, she had, yo, for her yeah, to hit enough. me up and be like, come and discipline your daughter. I've never, heard, I was like, oh shit, it's serious Jeez. right now. But she's ill. My, my, my daughter's ill. She just throws like her food like. This morning she had we gave her my girl made her scrambled eggs, some little mini pancakes, and then she just started taking little pieces of scrambled egg and just looking at us in the eyeballs and just throwing it. <laughs> yeah. The next one looking yeah, at us and throwing it. <laughs> Yo. You don't get And no. we're saying no, Emmy, no. And there's not even a hesitation in oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem is yeah, y- y'all uh, are probably laughing, too, because what else are you going to do? No, no. No, today we weren't laughing at it. Today, I, I mean, I, I want to laugh. 
because it's mad funny. Have but you just inside, tried? Ignor- have you tried ignoring ignoring it? I'm not gonna. I'm fucking gotta clean that shit. <laughs> no, no, just like it. yeah, but I'm saying like you know, you already know you're gonna have to clean it, even if it's one or. So if it's, what's ignoring it though? Meaning like when she's when she's looking at you and then she's obviously looking to see what kind of reaction she's gonna get from you. So right. it's almost like you tried ignoring her or like looking through her in a sense when she's doing it where you're not you're not showing any kind of no you're right you're right i understand jedi Jedi mind trick on her see if it works it doesn't that's that's what i was about to say because because she might she might she probably doesn't really know the difference right now between positive and negative attention so just taking the attention away entirely um then that's what we've talked about doing with the slapping is like i'll just kind of grab her hand and i'll just like look away and just not react to like 10, 15 seconds to anything she does. Um, I actually used to do uh, behavioral therapy with kids with autism. And that was like a big, that was like a big strategy was just like taking the attention away because, you know, they're looking, they're looking for a reaction. They're looking for attention. So, you know, we've definitely been trying to incorporate that. Um, But, you know, it's hard, especially when the shit's funny, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I don't always have a good poker face when the shit's funny, you know? How did you get into that, into the behavioral therapy? Um, actually, a girlfriend at the time was doing it. And uh-huh. I've always liked kids. I've always liked kids. I've always, like, you know, got along, you know, like, when I go to, like, a friend's house, if they had little kids, I'd play with the kids, and it should be fun. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've had other jobs. Like, job job I had, I was teaching gym after school um in la um so yeah at the time uh, a girlfriend was 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 doing that and i like went along with her to meet like one of the kids or whatever and the kid was cute and you know it was uh it was good money for like a you know part-time college job um so you know it, it sounded better than any other alternatives i had at the moment um you know to supplement my my meager dj college student income um, so I did that, I did that for like a few years and then, you know, I did, I did various other like jobs at schools, just working with kids and stuff, but, uh, oh, okay. so you the, kind of, the, you, the behavior stuff was definitely interesting. You kind of got a cheat code then for parenting. I mean, I know you, it's autistic kids, but there's a lot of principles I'm sure that carry over just in general. Yeah. It, it, it's been a wide gap since then. So like stuff keeps coming to me, you know, like we'll, like we'll be dealing with something and I'll be like, Oh shit, we used to do this. Or like, you know, I'll like remember some specific thing we did with like a damn cat mess with my records. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, you better get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I hissed at her. That actually works. We read that somewhere and that shit works. Cause that's what uh that's, apparently that's what is more parenting shit. That's what mom and cats do. <laughs> like to teach to teach to teach the kittens not to do shit. Is they hiss at them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start hissing at my like, baby girl. I was like, that's I was like, that's, I was like, that's ridiculous. But then I started doing it with Wolfie, and that shit works. <laughs> she looks scared, like, I'm sorry, Mom, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't fuck with my witch, Dr. LP. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> she's, she's right in the Dungeon Family section everything. Calm down. Oh, shit. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, you know, li- li- little things keep, like, coming to me at times and shit, and, um, you know, from the, from the behavioral therapy stuff. So yeah, definitely, definitely a cheat code. I wish I still had like, you know, some like the pamphlets or textbooks or I don't even remember. I don't even remember what the format was when I took the training classes and stuff, mm. but I wish I had all that. I'm sure. Sure. There'd be some jewels in there. 
No pun intended. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so let me textbooks run them. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you all a question. Um, just given the times we're living, right? Um, have you got what social distancing been like, especially for you in St. Louis, track star? Like, I, I'm curious because I had an experience today that I'll share afterward. But I, I'm curious if you guys have seen anything, you know, of the norm or some outlandish shit personally. I mean, we really, we really stayed in the house, you know, like I was, I was gone at rehearsal and then I came home on a Tuesday and then I was supposed to leave for the second part of rehearsal on the Friday. And then Thursday is when it kind of like the, it it really started sounding extra serious. Like it was during that week when South by fell and then uh, the NBA and then Coachella. Um, And obviously Coachella for us was the big domino because you know, the album release was based around Coachella. Everything was based around Coachella. So I got back and then that night I made like a midnight run to Walmart. Cause I was like, yo, I don't even know <laughs> if we're going to be able to go to the store tomorrow and shit. Um, so I think I've just, I think I've just done two Walmart runs since we've been here. And other than that, you know, outside of like walking around the neighborhood, we went to a park one time and like, you know, stayed, stayed in the middle of, in the middle of grass with no one near us, but there's definitely people, you know, walking around closer than closer than I thought they should be. This is a couple of weeks ago still, but um, I haven't seen a lot of crazy stuff, but I am on the next door app. Yeah. So I oh, see people man. complaining on there constantly. Yeah. This mad beef on yeah, the next door. I don't That's know all they do. That. Everyone just yeah, yells yeah. at each other. <laughs> It's always like uh, the same five. I'm good with just ring. Best of, yeah, best of next door on Twitter is is a great account. Though. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna um, check that out because <laughs> it because it, it it's really the best stuff on there. It's just you know the most ridiculous shit. Yeah, um, that's actually like a low key goal. Every once in a while, something funny will pop up, and I'll like screen cap and post it on Twitter and tag best of next door. I'm like, one day they're gonna retweet me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, we, I haven't seen anything too, too crazy, but, um, you know, when I've gone to the grocery store, well, I guess I've just gone to, I went to Walmart like a week ago and I got there, you know, at 7am right when it was opening and there was like a line of people outside and I was like, I'm not waiting in this line in the drizzle. I sat in my car, that line was gone in like a minute. I was like, okay, I just walked right in the store at like 702. Wow. Um, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I haven't, I haven't really run anything crazy, crazy. Yeah, y'all rocking the masks in the stores? Um, I didn't. So, like, last week when I went, it was kind of, like, right before they started talking more seriously about the masks. I was gloved up, and I had, um, you know, I had, like, a Ziploc of disinfectant, you know, Clorox wipes in my pocket. Um, the time before that when I went, the wipes at the, at the little cart section was out. But yeah. I had some in my pocket, and people were looking at me so jealous. They were looking at me like I had a plate of food, and everyone was hungry. They're like, <laughs> "Where did you get those?" <laughs> like, did you get those here? I'm like, "No, I brought them from home." You may not have any. I'm oh, sorry. They, they asked you too. <laughs> they like, Damn. yeah, yeah. A couple people, a couple people, literally were like, "Where did where did you get those? Did you get those from?" I was like, "No, from oh, my shit. house." I bet you they was on next door immediately after. Like, you see this <laughs> motherfucker over here? <laughs> yeah. See, see my picture on there. <laughs> <laughs> how about think, you? How about you guys? I, no, I actually think I relapsed today on what? social distancing. Uh, why? Because because you're in the <laughs> you office right now. Nah, so I hadn't seen my mom. Fell off the she, wagon. 
she yeah she lives by herself my mom and i've been doing the facetime thing every day with her uh twice a day with my with my daughter and um today i just like i went and i visited her with my daughter uh i told her to come outside though put on her mask i had my mask on yeah and we went for like a little like semi-distant walk okay outside of her apartment um to see like there's ducks in her area so my daughter loves ducks and we did that and then and then i came here i'm here in my office today and i have two of my homies here right now right um (laughs) not so socially distant definitely not socially distant so i definitely relapsed today on social distancing (laughs) (laughs) oh man how about you Kay? uh well we yeah we haven't really been going out too much um we start we were taking some walks but then it just started feeling like there's too many people around and um now we're definitely wearing masks and even at like the grocery stores and everything i, I went yesterday um but it's a requirement you got to have masks yeah it's required go, here now yeah, in miami as well to even yeah. go in the store so i you know go going masked up gloved up and uh i mean i definitely want to get outside a little bit more my my son is a, l- a little more shook about you know he's not like freaked out but at the same time it's like if we say hey you want to go out for a walk he's like eh, maybe we just stay home <laughs> you know like, he's 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 you know he's not, he's not freaked it. out by but he knows enough that it's like you know we've been <clears throat> drilling him enough like don't get close to people you know all this kind of stuff when we're outside that he's just like yeah better off staying inside so I went um, before the episode today. Uh, I, you know, we ordered some pizza, and I'm on the phone like, "Yo, can I prepay?" And just like you bring it to the oh, car. So, you, so you're doing, you're doing, you're you're still bringing in food from outside. Oh yeah, like, from restaurant oh, yeah. food. I am oh, yeah. too over here. Really? Oh, yeah, bring that yeah, shit. Just leave it outside. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to interact with the people because interesting. I like, haven't done any of it. I haven't. It, so like had any well, delivery? Well, Kay so, thinks they're coughing on that shit. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we, you know we. We've got a whole process. We're still getting Amazon, and you know we've gotten we've gotten takeout a couple times, but we've gotten grocery deliveries. But you know we just like when it comes, I'll I'll bring it in, get rid of the outside bags, wash my hands real good. You know Camille will clean off the food as you know as 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 best as she can. Um, you know I mean at some point it's like a numbers game, right? Like yeah. you know. Hundred percent. No matter, you know, like you, you can't be a hundred percent, right? Based, you know, unless, unless you literally don't leave the house, right? So it's like, what's what, what's like the inflection point? Where it's like, is the difference between ninety nine point five and ninety nine point eight percent? How you know, right? Like, how much of a difference is that making? At this point, I feel like we can assume we're all gonna get it eventually, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, um, more or less. So it's just about being like reasonable with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got a buddy who I got a buddy who was he was talking to me. He's like, he's like, some of these motherfuckers are out here ordering takeout and shit. What the fuck are they doing? Get a takeout? <laughs> like, cook, cook your own food. What the fuck you doing? I'm like, uh, buddy, our, our Indian food just got here. Well, let me ask y'all something though, so we could kind of understand how close it is or it isn't. Like, how close has it been to y'all? Like personally like people y'all know like for example for me my homie from the gym he just he hit us up today we have a group text with some homies that go to the gym we all go to the gym together and he's like yeah i tested positive wow 
Now, he's a correctional officer, <clears throat> and that's something that's kind of been running rampant in, in, in prisons. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's so, such a huge problem, man. You yeah. Go bad. So, I mean, you know, have y'all... Like, like everything else, this shit is in the, the most vulnerable people the worst. The hood yeah. And the jails are going to be just devastated. No, no, that's just crazy. Yeah. But, but but my question is, like, how, how close does it hit y'all? Like, do y'all have someone that's, like, really close? That it's like we can really see that it, it is something... I mean, obviously it's serious, but that it's so close to home that you're like, yeah, man, we got to take this that serious. Yeah, for me... Uh, I mean, we... My, my my uncle, I think I mentioned this like maybe yeah. an episode or two ago. So my uncle, <clears throat> he caught it in the Dominican Republic. Well, they live in the Dominican Republic. Caught it out there. Um, he was in the hospital for about two, three weeks. He's still in the hospital, but I mean, like the critical period was about two, two weeks. Um, and his wife, my aunt, caught it as well. Hers was a lot less severe. She, I think, was hospitalized maybe for a day or two. So she's on the man. She's good. <clears throat> today, literally today, I heard he was able to breathe on his own, and he's talking like he's able to communicate with his kids. Um, but before that, he was intubated. He was in a induced coma. They was talking about he had a collapsed oh, collapsed lung, um, and he's now he suffers from renal failure after this because his kidney, his kidneys got all fucked up. So what it looks like right this second is. He's going to survive. He will probably have to be on dialysis, I guess, for the rest of his life. Um, but, you know, you take what you can get, I guess. But, but Manny, as, as terrible as that is, really what I'm asking you is, like, in our immediate circumference, like, for example, the dude that I'm talking to you about, yeah. I used to see this dude at the gym oh, four or five man. times a week. So what I'm saying is, like, how close has it come to you guys to the point where it's like, you could have had real contact. Like, it's as terrible as that was with your uncle in DR. That's in DR. And right. that's someone really removed from you. How close has it come to you where it's like, yeah, you really could have come that close. Like, it's, it's, it is that close to you. Yeah, there's a couple of unconfirmed that have all the symptoms um, that are in my immediate vicinity that under normal circumstances we would have been in the same vicinity for sure. But for, we, we actually dodged it because they – they had invited us over to their crib, and I forget what happened, but we, we couldn't go. And it was, I guess it was in that, you know, chance get-together that a few people from that get-together got, well, I think one or two of them actually got tested and tested positive. A couple other ones were not able to get tested, but they have all the symptoms. And, and another note, me saying the same thing with my homie from the gym, my girl goes to the gym as well, right? And she goes to a different class, different time. So her homegirl and her husband, with, which both go to the same class as her, the dude, the husband was sick. And we always get it. We, we do this other podcast. It's like a like a CrossFit beer podcast here at my office because I, I'm down the street from the gym. So we would come. And so about a month ago, we did one. And homie, the husband was sick, and but he came by anyways. And the wife, she wasn't sick, and then she got sick after that. Fast forward to now, to everything that's going on. The they're both of the mother-in-laws, the mothers, the 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 husband's on mother, side, yeah. the wife's mother. They both tested positive. Mm. 
And it turns out that most likely what it was is that, and the wife was sick too. Yeah. That the husband and the wife were positive with the coronavirus, gave it to their parents, to their mothers. Shit. And and both of them were around us. Wow. And and the one the the husband was around us way before it was a thing. Yeah. That's that's the fucked up part. Like you don't you we we probably were all exposed at some point, you know, to some degree. Now now it's it's popular. becoming a thing where it's like it's actually a positive thing if you were actually if you exposed, through. went through it and came out the other end because you built up supposedly the antibodies for it. Right. Right. How about you, Trackstar? You you have anybody in your immediate circle that has uh has yeah, you guys I'm, concerns? We're, we're 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 very fortunate. I mean, the closest to come to hitting home for me is like Scarface. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so not so not close. Right. Um, you know, well, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm like, kind of, I don't know why I was thinking Scarface for real, like Cuban mafia dude. No, <laughs> yeah, Scarface the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like that was just the closest where I was just like, oh shit, you know. And um, MC8 has obviously. it too as well. Oh wow. Really. Uh, yeah, Damn. yeah, and Slim Thug, Slim Thug, yep. I saw Slim Thug um, and Fred the Godson. And, you know, yeah. Does I he? saw Fred the Godson. I just, yeah, yeah, I just saw that today. And and then I, I don't, I don't remember if it was confirmed. I know Jazzy Jeff was really sick. Yeah, I heard. Uh, yeah. No, I think he, he did it, have it. But yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember if I ever saw whether he got tested or not. But he's definitely really sick. So I mean, it most likely was. But yeah, no, we're um. We're very fortunate, you know, I mean, one thing about, because we were in San Diego before we moved here, and obviously, you know, like, coastal cities have more people coming in from other places, more influx of just different people coming in and out. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, we're kind of always slow and behind everything. So people were still going out and going to the club and all this stuff, you know, like, definitely long after it was obvious to us at least like no one should be doing that. Uh, Cause the shit really came down like what, like March 10 and nine, 10 around then. Yeah. So three, yeah. one, four days, a big day in St. Louis, three, one, you know, it's the area code. So three, one, four days, like a big party day here. Um, and it, you know, obviously we didn't go nowhere, but it sounds like there was still a lot of people in the streets for three, one, four day. And I was just like, hey, come on guys. Like, <sighs> Really, uh, really not flattening the curve here. Um, but you know, I mean, at this point, I feel like people, people know there's, there's not that many cases in St. Louis still. So I don't know if that means, you know, uh, it'll stay low like that, or if that just means we're going to hit, hit a peak later, later than everyone else, just like we do with everything else here in the middle of the country. (laughs) Um, yeah, fingers fingers crossed. This yeah, uh, wish that, things, wish things. you guys don't get it at all. To be honest with you, man. Yo, for yeah, real. yeah. I mean, shit. We'll be we'll be in the house, so you know we're not getting it. <laughs> wow. um, hopefully. Well, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 wild, it's wild times for sure. Yeah, it's crazy because you know we just moved back here and it's like we're moving back and it's like we moved back because it's where we have the most friends and everything. So we were like. You know, I was like, damn, it's crazy moving back, but then I'll be on tour, so I'm not actually even going to be able to, like, hang out and see everybody. It's like, yo, I get a couple extra three months at home, but 
can't go see Still anybody can't see no anywhere, anywhere. Right. ever. <laughs> Keep your distance. But I might as well. Yeah, I might as well be on tour. True. Um, hey, but you have Zoom. You know, in that respect. Yeah. <laughs> you got the Zoom. You Zoom yeah. with everybody. Hey, yeah, track my, star. My, my, wife, my, my wife had like a 15-person Zoom hangout last night. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Let um let let everyone know where they can find you uh, besides Zoom. <laughs> For sure. Um, so Instagram's Trackstar the DJ, Twitter's DJ Trackstar. Uh, no fancy rap spelling, just regular T R A C K S T A R. Uh, I got a merch line called Rap Fan. It's at rapfan.com, R A P S A N. You know, I mean, everywhere else, if you just search DJ Trackstar, I'm. I'm around and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully coming to a city near you right. before too long with, with Killer Mike and LP. Um, and, you know, RTJ is coming soon, not soon enough, but soon. And that shit's crazy. I got, I got cuts on, I think four, four, four records on there. Nice. Um, but yeah, should, it was, it was going to be a really big year and, uh, you know, maybe it still will as we, uh, as we progress through this, this craziness. Yep. Right, right now, just 2021 is bang. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> a lot of touring in 2021. Ever, everyone yeah. who wanted to tour in 2021. It's all uphill and in, 2021. in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Got it. Got to be. <laughs> all right, gents. Time to. Feed the families. Take care of our kids. Yeah. <laughs> man, Trackstar, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thank you, brother. For sure. Thanks for having me. A good time. All right, bro. Peace. Be safe. Next time. Let's do it. You too. Yeah. Later. Peace. Be safe.